0: Hello everyone. Welcome to the boredom breaker podcast where our guests know more than we do, so we bring our guests on to educate us, entertain us, and join us in breaking the boredom. This week we have Eric Ferris joining us because Eric doesn't like to be bored any more than the rest of us do. So, along with Tanner and Ian, let's welcome Eric Ferris to the show. Hi so, Eric. Hello hey,
1: everybody. <laughs> You're welcomed.
0: Yes. Eric, so I want to, right off the bat, um, I know I, I kind of threw a bunch of stuff at you, and, um, uh, well, Wait, actually... I going to get
2: all prepared and, like, have a bunch of cool talking points ready, and I don't have any, so let's just, like, do this off the cuff. I'm ready. Let's, let's roll.
0: Good. Yeah. Okay, well, actually, first, why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself and why you agreed to come onto the show?
2: Uh, so, I am a boy what should I tell you about myself yeah. I am a, a college educated musician uh, I was going to be a music teacher and uh, then I didn't become a music teacher after trying for a while I did uh, go and sing professional on cruise ships for a few years <laughs> a musician for a while there uh, then I kind of moved around I uh, lived on the east coast for a while I uh, worked in the bicycle industry for, for a good long chunk of time and I saw a bunch of of the U.S. through that work, and uh, now I'm back in the Seattle area where I've gone to school, and uh, and I'm working in property management now, uh, managing uh, apartment buildings and working in kind of the the, the multi-family real estate sector, so that's kind of my, that's my resume, I guess, in a nutshell.
0: Awesome. And why did you agree to do the show with us? you the man <laughs> well that's debatable but I I appreciate the old school sentiment and I, I'm supposed to follow that by saying you're the man so uh, mutual etc yeah high <laughs> school
2: mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, we have kind of a funny story about how uh, uh, Jerry didn't like me for at first when he first met me because uh, he thought I was kind of a like wannabe homie dude and uh, he wasn't down with that but then he got to know me and I got to know him and we were like hey you're awesome and so we became friends we were in together we were roommates on life (laughs) together and uh, that's the problem I mean we've had we have been talked for long periods of time, but I'd still say we're going strong here, uh,
0: almost 20 or about 20 exactly years later, now. Yeah, yeah, I possibly just, yeah, right around 20 years, I guess. We met in 98, technically. 98, 99 was our freshman year, so it's been a little over 20 years that we've known each other. Um, wow, yeah. But as much as I want to reminisce, I need, we need to dive into including the other two guys here in the conversation. And, um, well, first, just to toss it over to you again, Eric, Lord of the Rings or Star Wars, which is better and why? This is a recurring oh. segment. Yeah. <laughs> I,
2: I love this. Uh, I think it kind of depends on what what you're gauging it by, but purely on my preference, I will say Lord of the Rings uh, because I just think that, now this is ignoring the Hobbit movies, uh, but yes. if we're talking, Lord of the Rings movies and Lord of the Rings like book universes. That's what I prefer. Um, I think they're a more kind of like tightly told set of stories. Uh, Star Wars has kind of blown into this like giant thing, and it's, it's not easy for uh, for casual fans. I think to just kind of like dip their toe in uh, as easily. Um, and um, yeah, that's that's
3: my assessments. Yeah, with the Star Wars thing, we call those people filthy casuals. Nope.
0: Filthy <laughs> casuals? <laughs> well, one of the topics I kind of wanted to hit on, we we like talking about music and we like talking about language. Actually, we like talking about a lot of things, everything. There's really nothing off the table. Um, but language, okay, I'm going to say, in my limited knowledge of Star Wars, in some scenes, like the bar scenes, you got the aliens that talk in some kind of weird a- alien language. But I don't know uh-huh. if George Lucas actually knows what he's referring to, or if it's just gibberish. Whereas Tolkien, he wrote his own language in order to produce Lord of the Rings. So I would say if we're just coming from a language perspective, Tolkien did much better than George Lucas did. My preference.
2: Hard uh, yeah. to agree. Uh, I think it's really cool that uh, it's Sindarin right? is the actual Elvis language. Yeah. I think that's cool that you could like actually learn that and speak it and write it with people.
1: Yeah. Right, it's even got its own, like, set of grammar rules. It's oh. it's kind of
0: insane, yeah. Awesome. You guys knew more about that than I did. I just knew that I had to give props to Tolkien for his language skills.
2: Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I, had a, I had a really good friend in college named Darren who could speak
0: Elvish. Oh, wow. Uh, and he, he would do it uh, if we goaded him enough uh, every once in a while. It was pretty great. <laughs> So speaking of language skills, Eric, I mentioned to these guys that you are capable of saying "I have a cheese sandwich in my pants in at least five like lang- I can't remember how many languages, but um, can yeah. you can you now I know you're driving, but can you give us um, a breakdown so get tell us which language and then tell us and then and then and then say it so translate it for us and and kind of run through those for us
2: Sure, yeah, I can definitely do that. Um... So, well, the first easiest one to do here is uh, English in English. Um, I have a cheese switch in my pants, uh, so pretty easy to follow along with
0: that okay. one. Got
1: it. With you so far.
2: <laughs> so let's see. So this all originated in high school. Uh, in high school, we were able to take Spanish, French, or German as a foreign language, and so I had friends who were taking... French and German and I was taking Spanish and so we decided it would be fun to learn how to say this in those three languages. So in Spanish, which was my first language that I like learned formally. Uh it is tengo in Sandwich de Queso en mis Uh also I think fairly straightforward if you like have like a very uh, cursory understanding of kind of the romantic languages. So that's nice. mm-hmm.
0: uh, Queso and pantalones, I followed those two at least.
2: Yeah, exactly. Um then you've got German, uh, which is fun, uh, you can say, uh, and this isn't exact, so forgive me any actual German speakers out there, but you know, it works. Um, German would be, Ich habe ein K-Support, und meine Hose. Then moving on to French, which uh, Jeremy actually took in, right, uh, you took that in high school. Yeah,
0: sophomore and junior year I did French. Yeah.
2: So, uh, again, like this is probably not perfect or exact, but uh, my my best uh, way of doing it comes out, um, uh, oh man, I have to flip the switch and get back into French mode. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Let's see, it goes, uh, oh yeah, No, nope, no.
0: Nope, I almost started doing Italian there, <laughs> French. Is, uh, uh, you can do it.
2: Oh wow. Jayon sandwich time du fromage da Pantalon. Uh oh yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. sandwich du fromage de Mont Pantalon. Beautiful. Fromage <laughs> maybe, I
2: don't know. So thank you. Thank you
0: for the uh, for the assist there. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> so then I uh, I also
3: in my travels over the years
2: learned to say it in uh, in Portuguese, the Brazilian version of Portuguese. Uh, that goes uh uh, nice. This is also a very good time. And then uh, also in Italian, this is probably my favorite so far. Uh, Italian goes, "O, un di formaggio nei pantaloni. And then I can also do it in American Sign Language, but uh, I don't think that'll translate very well over, uh, over podcasts.
0: No, and plus you're driving, yeah. so we're not going to get the good visual of you either. If we were getting a good visual of you, I'd say let's go for it, but for the sake of safety and viewers uh, viewer discretion, we'll just go without for now. I
2: appreciate that.
0: <laughs> you have now, Do you have you have Japanese and or Russian or something too? So, sadly, no, not, not for tonight. I, uh, I
2: had taken some Japanese classes, and at one point i kind of pieced together how to say it in Japanese, but honestly, I've just totally forgotten. And then Russian, I learned to say back when I was working on cruise ships, uh, we had a lot of Russian speakers working, uh, but again, like, I, I forgot after not kind of doing it, like doing repetitions and getting it into my
0: uh-huh. into my memories, but
2: it, it came and went, so that's one that I'll have to re, relearn at some point and mm-hmm. try to get more uh, more solidified in my brain.
0: Good. Well, we'll give you some homework. We'll we'll have you on as a recurring guest. Maybe here in another year or so, we'll have you on for part two. And I want you to learn three more three more languages by then. No (laughs) no pressure. No, no pressure. Japanese
2: and Russian seem like obvious two of those three, and then uh, the fun third one.
0: And and then come back with the American Sign Language too. Well, do you guys want to throw out any other questions or thoughts um before we dive into some other questions? I don't think so, go no? ahead. Alright, well Eric, I'm gonna keep pestering you here then since the <laughs> I, Ian and Tanner are just letting me run around here. And unfortunately, even if they wouldn't let me run around, I, I tend to try to steal the microphone anyway. So Yeah,
3: you do anyway, why try yeah, to help you. Yeah.
0: <laughs> they they've been very kind and patient friends. Uh all right, so I mentioned earlier the word universe I didn't mention it earlier in this podcast I mentioned it to you the word university which you know we we think university oh well, that's where people go to learn secondary school they go to learn their craft or their specialty whether you know be a, being a music major or an, you know um, an educator or something like that they go to a university or a college well the the word university comes from unity and diversity right and so you think unity is a good thing and diversity is a good thing. They're both good things. How can one pursue unity without sacrificing diversity uh, and or vice versa? How can one pursue diversity without sacrificing unity? What are your thoughts on that?
2: Yeah, I think, uh, I think it's cool uh, to think about, it, right? We've got, uh, got unity, which is we're coming together uh kind of regardless of what walk of life you grew up with where you know what uh what your gender or racial identities are um and then you've got diversity which is you're celebrating the things that kind of make people different and uh especially kind of trying to to build up um uh i mean my my perspective on diversity is trying to build up uh, kind of marginalized, historically marginalized voices, uh, whether it's, uh, racially marginalized, uh, gender, sexuality marginalized. So I think, uh, personally, this is, this sounds kind of like dumb and like oversimplicated, oversimplified, but I think the way to do it all is to just kind of let people be who they are and love them for it, right? Like, is that is that dumb? Is that
0: like way too simple? <laughs> I, I, what were you we going to say? Go ahead. I talk too much oh, anyway. Oh, <laughs> I was just going to
1: say. I mean, I don't. I think a lot of times with situations like that, the answer is that simple. It's just mm-hmm. the it's the effort that it takes to sort of maintain that, and well, that's true with like a lot of complicated sort of discussions or issues. It's, it's usually a simple answer, mm-hmm. but it's it's the the upkeep or the maintenance that can be challenging. Ian, any thoughts on yeah. that?
3: Yeah, I think it's. A, um, I think you're you're right. It's not always. It's not always a hard thing to think about. It's, it's sometimes it's a, the really simple thing, but that doesn't mean it's necessarily easy to do all the time. You know, people are going to have disagreements yeah. and stuff. You just have to keep that in mind when those disagreements come up. That okay? Well, yeah, we're different people, but that's fine. That it's simple. A lot of the good things are simple.
0: Yeah yeah and i would say this the simplicity is always the foundation it just starts getting messy when we try to build the house on the foundation or or you know i'll say the simplicity is the roots but then what's going to grow from those roots you got a you know a a tomato plant is going to look a little bit different from a a grape plant or or a grape bush or i mean obviously i'm overthinking even in that sense but you've got roots that you can't even see but without the roots you're not going to get the plant and the simplicity is, I think Eric said, what, the the willingness to love the other person or um, come to an understanding of the other person. I think of um, the term ethnocentrism, Ian, you and I, I think we dealt with this in our um, intercultural communication class. But just everybody is susceptible to becoming ethnocentric and how they they view and judge other cultures based on their cultural understanding. And that's not just, and it, it's too simple to say the United States of America because there's a lot of micro cultures within a, a broader culture. And so, um, and in fact, I would even I would even say we shouldn't say the United States of America, we should say these United States of America because by saying these, you're pluralizing it giving it the, the pluralization that it deserves, yet still saying there's a unity there. When you say the United States, you've made it singular, and you've kind of excluded any thought of diversity. You're just saying, hey, it's this one single entity that is supposedly united instead of saying these United States. Any thoughts on that? Eric, toss it to you or, or the guys here? Yeah, that's funny. I, uh, I
2: have heard the distinction between the United States and the United States or many times, and I never actually and uh, thought about that exact kind of uh, underlying meaning to it and I think that's a that's a great uh, a great kind of way of uh, of approaching the diversity of something like of the United States uh, that's that's great uh, I think language as a whole is uh, I, I I was actually talking about this with another high Uh, I I celebrate how language evolves and um, uh, you can can have things that have been a certain way for hundreds of years and then suddenly you can change something and there will be resistance, but you kind of can't stop it. Like, you know, people hate that things like emojis have become part of the lexicon Mm -hmm. with the use. I think it's great. I think it's awesome that... uh, language evolves and so yeah
1: let's 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 be the people who go out there and make these united states the way of the future okay yeah encouraging encouraging the uh i guess for lack of a better word sort of evolution or the progress
0: in this. progress of of language or of culture of, or well, both of
1: of mostly language but mm-hmm. but of both i mean because culture can go so many different ways and that's a whole other conversation
0: yeah we actually one of our previous episodes eric it was on culture and language and we talked about um the old testament being written in in mostly hebrew and aramaic and how and then um the native americans don't even historically didn't even view themselves as native americans the Blackfeet were Blackfeet. the nez pierce were nez pierce the you know, there's, what, I mean, what did I say, 700-some languages of, among the among, yeah, tribes. and it's like, and we have, <laughs> we talk about the Washington football team because they're not the Washington Redskins anymore. It's like, for for non, for, just to use this terminology, for non-Native people, we think it's easy just to, to paint with a broad brush and say to Native Americans, but for them, yeah. it wasn't like that. They didn't consider yeah. themselves Native Americans. They were Iroquois, Blackfeet, Nespers each with their unique languages and unique culture. We could even say microculture because obviously Europeans coming over with with their culture maybe perceive those as different. But again, back to the idea of of language and culture interacting. Any thoughts on that?
2: Yeah, no, I'm I'm glad that you've touched on that before. And uh, I should go and listen to that episode. Um, (laughs) Yeah, that's uh, great. Great. uh especially us being in the northwest. Um I feel like there's a a strong kind of connection uh back to the the tribes you know we we took over the lands from. Um but uh you know that's that's its own thing to kinda of parts out but I I do at least appreciate that uh that um you know being here in Washington that there's uh, a good deal of the, the names of places and um uh, sort of the, the geographical, um, uh, what am I trying to say? The geographical features, um, all still maintain a lot of, uh, of the, the names that they held, uh, in, in the different tribes that, uh, that, um, so, whoops, oh, sorry. <laughs> I just started rambling. What,
0: what, what is the
1: question exactly again? Oh, you're you're fine. We kind of went off on a on a tangent, anyways. So and I'm really years. bad about
0: doing that. I'll, th- I'll I'll throw out a you know a, a two minute um, a two minute explanation of something, and I won't leave it as a as a question. And I'll expect somebody else to pick up where I left <laughs> off. And rambling is actually what this show is all about. And I do my best to shut up so that the other people can take over. Hey, I'm just like seeing each other's Instagram about interesting things and that breaks my world of all types of
2: stuff. Did you? I didn't catch
0: what he said. What did, what? He, what did, you, what did he say? I
2: he said, what's all about interesting conversations or like interesting topics? Uh, that, that is what breaks my world of. So, oh, good.
0: You know, yeah. Yep. I'm just <laughs> dropping our name. <laughs> You know, and right. I don't know if it shows up here if it, uh, I think on the at least the email and the and the YouTube account it's B O R E D U M B yeah, boredum breaker. So, we like to put the D U M B in there so we don't sound too smart. Yeah. I think we're you keep breaking up, Eric. I don't know if, I guess that's part of being on the road. Oh, perfect. Next time we do this, we'll we'll just be patient. We'll wait for you to get home and, you know, but.
2: My job is sometimes things come up that I. But if you
3: don't. Sharing, uh, what city do you live in? I'm in Seattle. Seattle, Seattle, Seattle in Seattle. Yeah. Nice. I'm a Tacoma native myself. So. Oh, is that right?
2: That's cool. That's
3: yeah, right. unfortunately, I'm in Oklahoma now.
2: <laughs>
0: what went wrong?
2: <laughs>
0: Talk amongst yourselves. Here's a topic Rhode Island, neither a road nor an island. Go. I got that that okay. was from um the what is it coffee talk? Oh, we lost him completely. He's gone. That's fine. Well,
1: he'll
0: back yeah. Coffee talk from Saturday Night Live with um what's his name? Um who did that coffee talk? Mike was it Mike Myers? Coffee Talk? Oh, yeah. I don't know. I, don't, I haven't seen it. It was Mike Myers. Yeah, that, I think that was Mike Myers. Yep. Yep. So Rhode Island is not a road or an island. And now that we all know that, we can. <laughs> What's that? I've been to Rhode Island? It's got about one road. <laughs> Have you been there? Yeah. Oh, okay. Were you in Rhode Island when you were on the East Coast? I didn't live in Rhode Island, but I did travel there a few times. Uh,
2: Providence is really fun. So oh. if you're ever in the Northeast, I highly recommend
0: just checking out Providence. Cool.
2: Hmm. Uh, and. Uh, uh newports is even more fun so if if you have a choice between the two i, I recommend newport over providence but providence is pretty cool
0: okay right. which one know. has better beer
2: i don't drink beer so i don't know
0: which one has better coffee
2: <laughs> i don't drink coffee Oh, no! <laughs>
1: well, after ian broke jeremy earlier <laughs> yeah.
2: Uh, Newport has better, like, uh, bars and restaurants, so I would okay. expect they probably have better beer.
0: Okay. Good. But Providence has better coffee.
2: Well, not necessarily.
0: What's not necessarily? I said uh, Providence is
2: bigger, so it probably oh. has better coffee, but that mm. might not actually be the case.
0: Oh. Okay, so no, no beer, no coffee. What's your beverage of choice?
2: Ooh, I'm a root beer man. Okay. Uh, give every variety of root beer
0: that exists, and I will love them all. Awesome. <laughs> my son's like root beer, Parker. My oldest. He likes to hold the root beer so that the root is covered, and he likes to look like he's drinking beer.
2: Oh, <laughs> wild child, you've got there. Yeah. He doesn't Starting
0: like IP. On. He doesn't like IPA as much as I do, so he, he has to deal with the. <laughs> All right, well, we've got about six minutes left. you guys want to bring up anything else about language, culture, music, cheese, sandwiches, pants, etc. i got a
2: question about, about languages.
0: Okay. Um,
2: since you just mentioned your two sons, uh, for those of you, I don't have children. Um, uh, but, Jeremy, you do, and you other two may or may not. Um, how do you feel language uh, – just kind of like manifests in, in in kids. Like what did you observe about their, the way they developed language uh, as they were growing up?
0: Ian, you want to give that
1: a go? I'm going to say I'll defer to you guys. I'm in the same boat. No kids for me. So
3: yeah, I got two, I have two boys, a four year old and an almost two year old. And so I'm, I'm seeing this real time right now. Um, the, the, Well, so they, they start by, they learn what they like. So they'll say, Oh, apple, or it's mostly actually food related. Now that I think about it, but but, um, they start with just the real basic things. Like, like uh, um, in fact, it's really funny because my my youngest son is just starting to say two word sentences, which is a really big deal. (laughs) Um, uh, So he say like, Hi, Daddy, and you know stuff like that. Um, I don't know where I was going with this to be honest with you, I kind of started and then <sighs> didn't know where I was trying to land, but um yeah they I guess that they start they start with what they like and then kind of build off of that.
0: yeah, I would agree, I'll piggyback off that, and I'll say the two things that that primarily help to to further communication or develop communication is. Um, What Ian said, I'll I'll call it necessity. And then the other one is correspondence. So necessity, what are they trying to communicate? What do they need to get across in order to get what they want? And then correspondence is like, okay, my parents, there's, there's, there's verbal skills coming out of my parents' mouths. And I can put a connection to what it is they say and what happens when they say it. And that correspondence helps to link to the necessity that I want. Like... You know, and then when a kid kid learns how to say baba, baba, or baba for water, like, okay, they're not getting it right, but they're moving their hand in such a way as to express, put that thing back here so I can suck on it. Mm. Um, <laughs> and baba is close enough to water that parents can pick up on that. So I would say correspondence and necessity are the are the two. Not, not that a child knows that that's what they're going off of, but that is instinctively... Um, part of the process and, and then as that develop yeah. as as language develops in the child correspondence can increase and necessity can become um, more clearly communicated i would say so so correspondence and and um, necessity increase as vocabulary increases
2: yeah that's cool and it's funny like it's it, it, it's I guess it makes sense to, that this is the case, but it's the same thing being an adult like, <laughs> with a single language under your belt, but then traveling somewhere where that language isn't the primary spoken language. Uh, and you figure it out, right? Yep. You just mm-hmm. put and then you move on to correspondence and you point to something at the grocery <laughs> store and, <laughs> and they pick it up and hand it to you and charge you for it. And, <laughs> yeah. And, and... <laughs>
0: Too bad they get that part right, too. No, no, no. You misunderstood me. I want that. I don't want to give you this.
2: (laughs) You know, I've never actually cried that. Maybe that's what I've been doing wrong in my (laughs) time.
0: Yeah. It saves so much money. You're on to something. (laughs) It's safe to say that in, um, what did you say? So Portuguese, Italian. French, Spanish, German, English, and American Sign Language. So at least in those seven situations <laughs> you can you can communicate the point that there is a cheese sandwich in your pants. Now where you go from there like help help me to remove it or don't worry it'll be it'll be taken care of in a few days or whatever the next step to that which like is like a piece. Yeah, like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so the funny
2: thing about that specific sentence is that people who I've encountered who are native speakers of those languages, I'll be like, oh, guess what? I can say one thing, and then I'll tell them. And they'll often say, why do you know this? <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> this thing. And I go, well, honestly, it was just a dumb thing in high school, but I've I've learned that it will also like help me kind of gauge a person's sense of humor, uh, just like whipping that out kind of right off the bat. So, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. <laughs> If, you, if you're a strange person like I am and you have the opportunity to meet people who speak other languages like I have, uh, you know, do something weird and fun and people may or may not respond well.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we have one minute left. Let me throw this out here. We, I mentioned ethnocentrism earlier. Is are, so, are those people who believe that if you're going to live in America, you have to learn English, is that ethnocentrism and is that hindering uh, the development of... Unity and diversity and in let me flip this. Let me flip the script and say, holy cow. There's a lot of a lot of people in this nation from Mexico. Maybe I should learn how to speak Spanish. So that's open to anybody. I'm not asking just Eric that but why why do we always assume the other person should learn English? Why can't we be motivated to learn a different language as well?
3: Way to throw out a really complicated question. Yeah. we had one <laughs>
0: You got fifteen <laughs> seconds to answer that. We can we can go a little That's bit okay. over, but yeah, we're, we're we're wrapping louder.
3: it up. Uh, uh,
1: uh. <laughs> well, I think I think it has to do a lot with uh, education, honestly, mm-hmm. because it's you know in and I I can't think of a, a super specific example right now, but in so many let's say European countries, you know. Um, English is often taught as a, as a class from a young age, along with other supplementary, you know, regional languages that, that could crop up. And here it's like, well, take a year of a foreign language in high school and, and you'll learn some rudimentary phases, mm-hmm. phrases, and that's it. So I think part of that has to do with just the education of necessity of language. You know, where I think a lot of times we're not taught necessarily that it is necessary to learn another language sure. because... You know, maybe the United States is is so broad that we just won't need it. Right. And that's kind of the mentality that we get. So yeah. I think that's my, my take.
3: Okay. All right. Ian, you want to close us out? Sure. Don't forget to uh, like and subscribe. And if you weren't bored, please share with someone else to help them not be bored.
0: And look up our friend Eric Ferris. Eric, you got a website or a Facebook page or some place where people should come find you, or do you do you not want us to send people <laughs> your way?
2: Um, I mean, I'm not like a public figure anymore. <laughs> I used to have my acapella group that I could maybe guide people toward, but now I'm just I'm just a guy. I'm just a dude who manages apartments in Seattle.
0: <laughs> that's so. That's yeah. the point of this website. Uh, I'll, I'll,
2: I'll give a plug for. Uh, Check out Blanton-Turner Property Management. They're a great property management company if you're okay. looking for a place to do in the greater
1: Seattle area. <laughs> this is your shout-out. Uh, yeah.
0: We're, we're going to we're gonna push that now. <laughs> well, thanks to our guest, Eric Ferris. You're the man. Um, like, subscribe, share. Come back next week. Don't be bored. God bless. Wait, did I stop that? Nope. Oh, holy cow. I'm Damn. more really aggressive with you. Yeah, no.